You are listening to the Weight Loss and Wellness for Real podcast with Heather Heinen, licensed professional therapist, mental health. Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Hello, everybody. I hope you are all doing well today. Before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you to those of you who have rated and reviewed this podcast. It really means a lot to me and helps give me the feedback I need um, to kind of motivate to keep going with a lot of these um, sort of topics. So just thank you. Also, I appreciate all of you who have gotten in touch with me through social media, just giving me some comments and feedback. I really do appreciate that. Okay, so today the topic that I'm going to be talking about is actually one that I received a question about. And the question was simply this, how do I stop overeating at night? And it's funny because this is actually a really huge issue um, for for most of my clients. This, you know, talking to friends, this is a big issue for a lot of my friends. Um, and this has been a huge issue for me in the past. It's, it is one of the things that I still to this day kind of have to be aware of that habit. Um, so anyway, I was really interested to talk about this and to try to give some help um, if you are a person who is overeating at night in the evenings um, or even over drinking during those times. And I would also add in there, we're talking about at night, you know, so I'm thinking more like between 8 and 11 p.m. But this honestly, this all applies if you're overeating at any time. So I do know I have had quite a few teachers um, as clients and their time tends to be like right around four o'clock or five o'clock, like even before dinner, not necessarily hungry, but like the day is done. Um, so, you know, you can take what I'm going to talk about and apply it if there's any specific time that you are overeating. So, like I said, it's a really common theme with many of my clients, myself as well. And I guess I would define it um, by eating into the evening hours when you're not actually hungry. So this would be eating into the evening hours when you don't actually feel sensations of hunger. And it really does become a pattern for many of us. What I hear from clients most often and what I've experienced myself is um, sort of like we have these really busy days, you know, with work or kids or just all the to-dos and then evening rolls around, the day is done, the work day is done, um, whatever that may be for you, whether you leave the home to work or you're working in the home. And it's sort of the first time there feels like there's any downtime or relaxation time. And so this is the time when we eat. In a way, eating feels like kind of self-care. It's the one time a day we can slow down and find relaxation. Um, The problem is, is that for many of us, we use food 
um, to do this. And then we're also typically engaging in it fairly mindlessly. Um, so there is a place where instead we could be focused on other ways of caring for ourselves and creating relaxation without food. When we overeat in the evenings, and if there's a goal of weight loss or just maximizing health or just maintaining weight, overeating in the evenings is not the best way to get to these goals. And in fact, I find for many of my clients, I found for myself, it really is the one thing that can sabotage those goals. And so sometimes just being able to just simply stop that overeating in the evenings is the one thing that can help my clients get to their weight loss or health goals. It doesn't take much more. And like in all my episodes, I will be at the end of this giving very practical behavioral and thought work strategies that you can begin to implement today to help you break the overeating at night habit. Most of us who eat into the evenings or at night We're looking for relief. I find that food for many of us brings us relief. And I use that word a lot because it really is the feeling that we seem to want to create with eating. Relief, relief, relief. We look for relief from the pressures of needing to perform. So you may have the belief that taking a break is bad, that it means you're lazy. Maybe there's guilt when you try to relax. That usually comes on for many of us who tend to be perfectionistic. Or you might be looking for relief from the negative self-talk that you give yourself all day long, the beat down that you're, you're saying to yourself all day long, all the negativity that you throw at yourself. And, and finally, in the evenings, you, you need your brain needs relief from that. So it throws up urges to eat and eat and eat. And at night, when you're no longer busy and distracted by all the thoughts that you have to have during the day of the things you get need to get done, the negative self-talk starts to bubble up. And then we try to silence it by eating. So eating allows us also to distract. It allows us a break, but it still gives us the sense that we're doing something. So for those of us who have a hard time relaxing or taking a break, because we're eating to take a break, it's, it feels okay. There's no guilt because in that moment, we're actually eating. We're doing something. But the truth is, this just it's just a way that our brain is trying to make it okay for us to stop and um, to stop and eat and not feel guilty about relaxing because we're eating. We're doing something. So if you use food to make guilt go away. If you're feeling guilty about taking a break and using that food to go away, in reality, you could absolutely be relaxing or taking some downtime without the food. Sorry, that's my cat running around in the background. Um, But what happens when you take the food away and you try to relax Now all those thoughts of what I need to be doing, like I need to be doing this, this, and this now, the laundry, the cooking, I need to clean up the dishes, I need to clean up the house before tomorrow morning or before I go to sleep. And then if you find yourself telling yourself or having the thoughts, you know, I don't have time to take a break, but then you eat, then you know this is part of your issue. You begin, you're going to need to begin to work on you know, those thoughts that tell you, you don't have time to take a break. When you, when you hear that in your head, you don't have time, you don't have time to take a break. You are going to have to work on changing that thought pattern because obviously there's time to take a break 
if you're taking time to eat. If you're taking a break to eat, there's time to take a break of relaxation without food. So this is where we get to work on how do I take a break and not feel guilty about it without using food. Another thing that happens as is that many of us will eat dinner and then feel absolutely exhausted, but there are still things that need to be done. Like I mentioned before, we may have that to-do list of got to get the laundry done, you know, have to get the kids ready for bed or work on homework, whatever it may be. And so we eat in order to stay awake and accomplish these things. We still have to clean up the kitchen, put the kids to bed, do all the other little things around the house, whatever it is that didn't get done during the day. And so we move through these this to-do list with exhaustion. And in our mind, we hold the promise of that, well, but as soon as all this is done, I get to finally sit down and eat and relax. And it's almost like thinking about it, thinking about that like reward at the end of all the things gives us this dopamine release that helps us get through all the things that we believe we have to get done until we can actually relax. There is another group of us who eat in the evenings or just overeat in general who eat because we feel bored. You know this is you if when you take the food away, you have thoughts about, okay, well now... There's nothing left if I don't have food. I don't have anything to look forward to. I don't have anything to do. So rather than thinking about your life or making decisions about your life, maybe even journaling to figure out what we want to do with our lives, what brings us meaning and purpose in doing that work, we just eat rather than dealing with this fear of figuring some things out for our life or doing some self-development, repairing relationships, whatever it might be. Instead of doing these things, we eat. So it takes a while to change this habit, but it really can be done. And anytime we want to change something, it's pretty important to have some thoughts that we can think on purpose that help us feel willing to change our behavior. So having a good reason in your back pocket to change this behavior is really helpful because it helps you get to the thoughts that you're going to need to create the willingness to keep the behavior going. So one of the ones that helped me a lot when I found was when I found out that our insulin response to food increases as the day moves on into night. So the same food that you might eat in the morning will have a different effect on blood sugar than it does in the evening. There would be a smaller insulin surge of eating in the morning for most of us than if it's eaten in the evening at night. So for me, this is what really helped me change my behavior as having this sort of research-based health issue behind it for me personally was motivating enough to really start to work on my eating in the evenings. I personally found this a little tricky as I know myself really well. And if I am too hungry in the evenings going to bed, I won't sleep very well. My blood sugar tends to drop a bunch and it wakes me up. And so I don't get good sleep. So I personally had to had to sort of work with this little wrench thrown in. If you're like me and notice you tend to overeat in the evenings, but you also have some difficulty with sleep, sleep, Lack of sleep and chronic overeating are two of the biggest predictors of weight gain, Um, which by the way, it's just super imperative for weight loss um, as well as it is just if you feel human. So you really do need that sleep. 
So understanding that shutting down overeating in the evenings is really important for health and our sleep. Um, because by, if you go to bed super full, you're also not getting good sleep because your body is having to work just to digest everything. But you may also be like me where you can cut back on that overeating in the evenings, but you still have to make sure you maybe have a little something in your stomach before bed so that blood sugar doesn't drop too much. So really this goes back to understanding yourself, really paying attention to yourself, your body sensations and recognizing what are your patterns and trends and what is your sleep like when you're overeating? What is your sleep like when you're undereating? And starting to become really aware of how you and your own, your own body functions because all of us are gonna have lots of different nuances and different things. So again, paying attention to your patterns and what happens within your body is really important. Okay, so back to that overeating in the evenings. Many of us are constantly looking for a dopamine hit in the evenings once the day is done. The day has been finished. I can finally relax and you know, I want your brain, you may not realize this, but your brain is looking for some dopamine hits that feel good. And those dopamine hits come in all shapes and sizes, including watching TV, might be reading a book, could be just simply sitting down on the couch and resting for a moment. The issue is, is that thinking about food and eating food gives us one of the quickest and biggest dopamine hits that we have access to. And this is why stopping the overeating at night or in general is so very difficult because when we eat in that moment, it feels amazing. So the emotions that we're looking to escape in the evenings might not be super severe or super intense. And I think this is important to recognize because the emotions many of us are trying to, might be trying to escape through eating in the evenings may simply be this kind of low-grade tiredness, this this low-grade feeling of dissatisfaction, this low-grade feeling of agitation. And we don't only overeat to stop or distract from our negative emotions momentarily, we also eat to create emotions. And so we're looking to stop the negative ones, but we're also looking to create feelings of, again, the relaxation or calm or, um, you know, any of those sort of relief type emotions. And, you know, we can create that through taking a couple breaths, but the problem is when we use food for this, it is completely, um, uh, It's just a quicker hit and a more intense hit of that relief. The problem is it only creates the dopamine response in the moment. It doesn't linger. It doesn't last. And so as soon as we're done eating and all those negative emotions, even if they're low level return, um, you're going to want to eat more. And this is what continues into that really vicious cycle of using food. And, And honestly, anytime I'm saying food in this episode, you could include drink, like over, over drinking on alcohol um, would be included here. But anytime we're using that to unwind or to relax or to momentarily stop the negative emotions that we're not wanting to feel, it does create the cycle of then wanting more and more and more. So the first step here is what I always talk about, and that is to really look at what are you thinking in the evenings or about the evenings? What are your thoughts that are coming up for you? I have clients who will tell me 
Some of their thoughts are things like, I just finished a really hard day and now I have so many things I still need to do. Or it's just kind of like a pattern when the evening rolls around. Many of us have thoughts that tell us all the things that went wrong with the day, kind of replaying the day, ruminating on the day, all the things that are going wrong now, why nothing's going to work out, why I'm failing at everything. If you believe these thoughts, then you're going to want to avoid them at all costs. And because they they make us feel terrible, nobody wants to feel this way and you know, in order to stop feeling those things and you eat, then momentarily you don't feel these things and it is a win. It's like, yes, I don't have to feel it for a moment until you're not eating anymore and until you keep gaining weight and until your health suffers and until your sleep suffers. When you recognize that brain pattern and your thought patterns and you start to pull them apart, most of us can look at thoughts like this and they usually pop up when we're exhausted, but we can, we can look at what thoughts um, that, we're, what, that we're having and we can recognize you know, when we kind of step back and look at them with curiosity that many of them are not true. Any of us who deal with anxiety understand we tend to catastrophize and think a lot on the what ifs in all these terrible scenarios. And then once you're kind of into it, your your brain, it's like, oh, I'm, it's doing this pattern of anxious thinking. So then we think these things over and over, but then we can work to start to shift that. And that's when we find we don't need to use food in order to stop that pattern of thinking or in order to help us feel better in the moment. We realize that thinking on purpose in a different way actually creates different feelings for us. And then we don't need to escape them as much by using food in the evenings. Okay, so a couple practical tips here to help with overeating in the evenings. Make sure you eat enough food at dinner. This was actually one of my personal downfalls. I actually wouldn't eat enough. Um, And so a few hours later would be hungry and it would set up this pattern of overeating later than I wanted to. So eating enough at dinner in order to feel satisfied is really important to stop the overeating later in the evening. Make sure you have enough protein because that will help satiate you. Make sure you have enough healthy fat because that will help satiate you. Um, And those things are going to be really important for some of you. Um, Also, one other thought on this in regards to carbs. Um, I know the low carb thing is important and I'm actually fairly low carb myself. But for me personally, I definitely need some carbs thrown into dinner in order to have some good sleep in the evening. So those would be other things that you need to pay attention to individually. Some of you won't sleep as well with carbs. Um, Some of you are going to need some carbs in order to sleep okay. Okay, another really easy, well, I shouldn't say easy, but one you can use to start breaking the habit is called closing the kitchen, close the kitchen. So you really just choose a time in the evening after dinner that the kitchen is literally just closed. I've had clients where they will kind of drape a a string across the entrance to the kitchen, you know, um, in order just to remind themselves the kitchen is closed. That happens at 6 or 7 p.m. or, you know, after dinner. Um, I myself uh, just turn off the lights in my kitchen. That means the kitchen is closed for me. It's just a way of creating a pattern interrupt where 
you know, so much of this is habit. So if you close the kitchen, you turn the lights off, or you even block it off with a piece of string like I've had people do or, or set chairs to where you would normally enter into the kitchen or in front of the fridge. It just creates a pattern interrupt for a while. So where you have a moment to be like, oh yeah, I closed the kitchen. I'm not going in there for food. you know. And it's kind of hard at first because you have an urge and you have a habit and you want that dopamine hit. But it's a, it's a nice way to start that new habit um, going forward. Okay, another idea here, some wind down time in the evening, wind down time in the evening. So set a time limit um, and you know you can do it on your phone or even if it's things like um, you're not going to check your work email or take any phone calls after 6 p.m. Um, at 6 p.m. I've built the habit and thought in my brain that 6 p.m. my day is done. That means I no longer answer emails. I no longer answer work phone calls. It's over. And I will tell you at first, this can be a little tough, but as I really committed to this and held strong in my behavior around it, it really did become easier and easier. It's like creating any new habit. You just, you have to do it a bunch and you know, you make mistakes along the way, but if you keep going, it really does become easier. And now it's funny because there is no way I would ever go back. I mean, this is such a nicer, more relaxed way to live in the evenings. Um, You know, you can also do this with things like surfing social media, have an alarm that goes off on your phone where it's like, okay, surfing social media is done for the day or even looking at your phone. I've also done um, things on my phone where I never have notified, I've turned off all notifications. So when I go to pick up my phone, I have to on purpose go see if I have any texts, go see if I have any emails. Um, There are no notifications that pop up. What I noticed is when I had those notifications, like because I, I tend to be a little anxious, I had to go answer them. I had to, so I'd have to go into my phone and then I'd end up dealing with work or, or things I didn't want to deal with when I finally had time to relax in my day. And so turning off all notifications on my phone has been, I don't, it's been one of the hugest things in my life. And, you know, I'll have people say, well, how do you know then someone's trying to call or send you a text or, you know, you're, you grab your phone enough to wear it during the day that you can check those things. It has not shifted anything. It's just given me a huge sense of relief. So those are some ideas too that you can use. You, you, um, you know, things like that, little things like that can really help slow down the overeating or over drinking behavior in the evening. Because when you do those things, you create more relaxation for yourself. You create more relief feelings for yourself. And therefore that drive to eat, to find that relaxation or relief really starts to wane. If you do have things that you need to get done in the evening, because for some of us, that's just life right now, then you can do those things like, do those things while you maybe, I mean, Try to pop in some earbuds and listen to some relaxing music while you finish up the chores in the evening. You know, do some things that calm your brain as you're going through those chores and that set you up for success, you know, so to where you're not going to need the food at the end of the chores list or you're not going to have as strong of an urge to get into the food at the end of your chores list because you're already doing things that are somewhat relaxing and relieving while you're working on those chores. Um, another idea, take a bath or a long hot shower before transitioning into things that need to be done in the evening. So give yourself that 10 to 15 minutes of alone time, a place where you can transition 
into more of a relaxed state of mind and kind of decondition the brain from its hurrying and its staccato sort of patterns that are amplified throughout the day as we're trying to accomplish all the things. A shower or a bath helps the body and mind really understand you know, okay, this is transition time now. It's time to slow down. And the brain will start, it's, you know, slowing down its brain waves or, um, you know, if you're into brain science, you know, that doesn't really make sense, but shifting, shifting some brain waves and, you know, just that short bath or shower can put you into a better state of calm and setting up your evenings in a way that really become it becomes a wonderful way to then just move through your evenings with more of a feeling of relaxation and relief, which lends itself to less of a trigger or pull to use food to create this. Um, another thing that can help here if you can't hop into a shower or bath is that on your way home from work, if you're um, you know if you're home and just choosing a time in the late afternoon, early evening to pop in some earbuds. So so as you're on your way home, again, I'm thinking of that transition time. As you're on your way home from, from work, um, you know, or if it is early evening, late afternoon, and these are, these are tough times for you, pop, like trying to go to food, pop in some earbuds and listen to a calming meditation for five minutes. Actually, even three minutes of a calming meditation will do it. But again, this allow, allows for what I'm talking about in that transition time to shift your brain. And once you do this every day and your brain really gets into the idea of, oh yeah, the time, it's time to start. It's time to start calming down. Your brain starts to learn that time is coming and on its own, it begins to shift into slowing down, um, to producing some more feel good chemicals for you. So to, you know, it's like, okay, this is the time I, I need to start producing these chemicals to help my person relax. And so a mindfulness or meditation that you can listen to for three to five minutes can help do this as well. You know what, as I'm saying this, I should say this, don't do this in your car <laughs> if you're driving. Um, the meditation or mindfulness you could listen to some nice music, but you know, make sure you're home, safe spot before you do any mindfulness or meditation. You could even, once you pull up to home and get the car parked, um, you know, stay in the car for just a few minutes and do that mindfulness or me- meditation before you walk into the house. Um, okay, so with that too, just some practical tips. There's lots of free apps out there that you can use that have free meditations on them. Um, I like Headspace and you do have to pay for the bigger program there, but they do have some free ones. Another good one that I like is called Calm. Um, and you know, they, they also have, they, they have a bunch of free ones that you can use. So for many of us, our brains are programmed to habitually suggest food to us when we sit at a specific spot in the evenings, um, or you know the trigger to eat will come up when we do certain things. So for example, if you are used to finally at the end of the night being able to sit on the couch to watch a show, and that is your downtime, and that is usually where you eat, your brain is going to be in the habit of suggesting food to you when you sit in that spot. It's going to throw up an urge for food. So one another practical idea 
is to simply switch spots where you're used to sitting at night. So just moving to the different end of the couch or move to a different chair, it's really interesting how our brain works. But really, when we interrupt those habit patterns, those behavioral patterns, it can help us make different choices. So changing my behavior pattern can help our brain throw up different thoughts to us. And so if you have a problem with overeating in the evening and usually do it in one specific spot on your couch in front of the TV, sometimes just changing spots on where you sit will help your brain lessen the urges for you to get up and get something to eat. Once we know what our thought patterns are in our and our behavior patterns are, this is where the magic happens because when we are aware of them, and we can name them, then that's when we can start to plan for them and we can help our brain shift into different thinking, which then helps us shift into different feelings, which then helps us shift into different behaviors. And this takes some time, but it really is so worth it because shifting these things really does start to change behavior patterns and therefore helps you get to your goals you have in regards to weight loss or health or honestly anything else in life. No longer overeating in the evenings or over drinking in the evenings really can change a life. There's no longer any negotiations within the brain. Should I eat? Should I not eat? There's no longer the shame and the regret after the eating or drinking. It truly creates a sense of freedom in life. If you're no longer beating yourself up over the behaviors that you did because you were feeling stressed or trying to check out or it was a habit... And, you know, you really have a good, healthy, supportive, compassionate relationship with yourself. You can do about anything you feel. You, you really create feelings of purpose and meaning in life. You can set goals and reach them. And you can experience permanent weight loss and live in a body that you love and that is healthy. So for those of you ready to start making changes but feeling like you need a little bit more support to help you get there, um, I am taking on new online clients starting this January. So if you're interested in holding a spot or learning more about how I get my clients to their weight loss goals and keep them there for life or they're able to keep themselves there for life, you can send me an email at info at heatherheinen.com. My last name is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N or at heatherheinen.gmail uh, and I'll get you some more information. Is that right? Heatherheinen at gmail.com. Yeah, info at heatherheinen.com and heatherheinen at gmail.com. Um, let me know what you think about all of this so you can scroll below this podcast itself and enter in some comments or questions or anything like that or you can go to my social media and do the same. I would love to hear your thoughts on this and what are some other things you might need help with or that you would like me to answer within these podcast episodes. If you found anything useful um, and you do go to the bottom of the um, podcast page or episode page, would you take the time to subscribe to this podcast and also give a five-star review if you feel it's warranted? Um, when you subscribe, subscribe, you'll be sure to get the newest episode once they're released. And all of this helps me keep the episodes rolling out and continuing to share information like this from this platform. If you've already subscribed, thanks so much for supporting this podcast. 
And thanks to all of you for sharing this space with me, listening, and remember to thank your own self for being willing to consider making small changes in your life to get you closer to your goals and dreams. Okay, you can head over to my social media stuff for more resources, Instagram. You can find me at Heinen Counseling and Coaching. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. Once you're there, again, feel free to DM me or comment or post with any questions you may have including anything weight loss, wellness, optimizing health, nutrition, thought work, etc. Um, I will continue to include your questions in these episodes. I also have a recipes only page on Instagram at Peak Protein Recipes. Peak is spelled P-E-A-K, Peak Protein Recipes. Some of you know that I'm a huge proponent of protein for weight loss and health. I've lived by this rule uh, for me and my clients for almost, uh, I don't, it's been like 20 years now. And so I set up this separate Instagram page to use by anyone looking for quick and easy high protein recipes. And, you know, it's just a place to go if you don't want to search around for them. So every recipe, including many desserts, are all high protein and healthier than the regular versions. I hope you find it useful as you work up your protein intake and get you on your way to health, a healthier you. And if you keep listening right now, you'll get some more information on how my clients take a deeper dive on these topics with me through online programs and coaching. It's where you get the actual structured lessons, worksheets, journal prompts, support, and coaching from me behind all the information I'm putting out there to lose your weight for good, improve your health, and live the life you've been dreaming about in the body you've been dreaming about. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation like 99 cents helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. Thank you.